What is up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast today. We are sitting on the porch again. We're going to be talking about wisdom or knowledge. If you guys can hear me, I put a little microphone on today. Uh, Blue Tweet, what is up? Welcome. I'll do some shout outs and then we're going to get into it. Uh, But I'm going to talk about wisdom versus knowledge, knowledge versus wisdom. What was the fall of man specifically, and what I found in some of the texts that we've been reading through Book of Enoch that I think has a a major, major clue into why this heavenly knowledge that the watchers, according to the Book of Enoch, uh, brought to the humans on earth. And I think that there's something we can pull out of it. There's something that we can... uh, you know, really take home with us um, that I think ties up this whole thing that we've been talking about. And we're nowhere near done with the Book of Enoch yet. Um, So this live stream series continues. Again, we're going to talk about the tree of knowledge of good and evil, or the tree of knowledge, the apple, um, and, and why... The story in Book of Enoch mirrors the fall of man in the garden because it's the same thing caused the fall. Knowledge. That knowledge that created sin in the world. That knowledge that um, was a problem for humanity. That they couldn't handle it. And are we seeing that type of paradigm today? So... Anyway, uh, Dakali, what is up? Welcome. Detocher, welcome. User8050, welcome. Shy Guy, 1987, welcome. Willie, make it welcome. Alaskan Living, welcome. Hakuna Matata, welcome. Mignosh, welcome. Uh, Daddy Washington, welcome. Uh, Vleda, welcome. Jeffrey Breen, welcome. Uh, Yan, welcome. Eddie Evans, welcome. Uh, Marcel, welcome. Fred, welcome. Peanut, welcome. Trailbender, welcome. User 22, welcome. Uh, Behest, welcome. I got the books. Pete, thank you. Awesome. Um, I appreciate all the support. Uh, God bless you. And uh, we're going to continue today. So as you dive into them, um, uh, I'm not sure when they'll arrive. Probably, Probably Monday, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes Amazon's really, really fast. So um, depending on where you are, you might have them soon, but so as we continue into, anyway, thank you, Pete. Seriously. I really, really, really appreciate that. So, uh, we are growing and, uh, this is, again, this is my full-time, full-time gig here. So, um, but we've got a brand new website. I hope you liked the website, Pete. Uh, I even organized it better today. We've got like buttons and kind of like sections. I have, the Bible study kits, I have the book study kits that we're working through right now. I have the hand pans or the UFO drums that I use. I have the tie-dye kits that I use. So, like, I kind of put everything in order. Also, big, big news, my book, God-Given Gifts of Brilliance, that I wrote in 2020, finally got approved. Yes, two years later, got approved on audiobook. I produced the audio I narrate it, and you can get it for free with a uh, free trial, a three-month trial over at Audible right now. I put that on 
my link. It is over in the bio. So um, anyway, if you've ever wanted to read my book and dive into what makes you unique and the special gifts that God has given you, um, you can really go through and audit yourself and start to figure out what you're supposed to be doing in life where you should focus your energy, and how you can help others and build something tangible with the unique gifts that you have. So, Tony, what is up? Uh, Papagadon, what's up, Natasha? How are you doing? Uh, Dinan, welcome. Artica, welcome. The Spanish Viking, welcome. Glassman Gaming, welcome. Natasha Nicole, thank you for the likes. I appreciate you guys so much. So, as the train goes by today... Um, I'm working on the studio, by the way. I'll get a drink while it goes by. So if you guys are listening on audio, these are all going out to the audio podcast, too. So if you guys want to go back and listen to them, or you want to go watch them on YouTube, I'm going to be uploading uh, this whole series to YouTube um, this weekend. So you guys can watch everything we've done so far. If you want to or want to share one of these episodes with a friend, They'll all be there on my YouTube channel. Jesus loves you all. Yes, he does. Thank you, Rascal. Uh, Jules, what's up? Hi, how are you doing? Welcome back. I put a microphone on today, so we'll see if it sounds better or worse. I don't know, but maybe it'll sound better for not just hearing the train the whole time. But So anyway, um, we're going to talk today about something that I found in Book of Enoch that I think is... Well, I might say that it's the key to the entire fall of man. And we've all wondered, you know, like, the Garden of Eden, why did Eve eating an apple, why did that lead to the fall of man? Like, what's all that about? You know, we all wonder that, right? I mean, I've wondered it, so. Why eating from a tree is that so bad? Glad to be here. Thank you, Jules. Ruby, what's up? Welcome. How are you doing? Hope you're having an awesome day. Uh, Tomahawk, welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, Marty, what's up? How are you doing? Hope you're having a beautiful day. So knowledge versus wisdom. This is something I noticed in Book of Enoch. We see in Genesis, the tree of knowledge. Mama2012, what's up? How are you doing, Mama2012? Thank you for being here. We see the tree of knowledge in Genesis. We see the gift of knowledge from the watchers to their earthly wives, or the fallen angels took their earthly wives. They gifted them all kinds of heavenly knowledge. A lot of people have asked on here, if God loves us, why would he not want us to have knowledge? Why would he not want us to know as much as possible? Squall, what's up? Welcome. How are you doing? I hope you're having a beautiful day. So I've often wondered that, and I think I've found some clues as to why knowledge is the fall of man, and still is, um, if we're not careful. So the Bible didn't have pictures, lol. Well, I never said it did, so Book of Enoch isn't uh, even written by Enoch. There's layers of heresy in Enoch. It's a Masonic book, so uh, Tomahawk, the Bible on your shelf contains a lot of what's called pseudepigrapha. Pseudepigrapha, excuse me, sorry, I got a cough drop in. Pseudepigrapha, meaning it's written by someone pinning under the name of an apostle or someone pinning under uh, the name of, you know, whatever. So 
Uh, we see the tree of knowledge in the Bible. Yeah, we see it in the words. Sorry, I speak in uh, I speak in a lot of code, guys. So, um, if you're new here, a lot of what I say is kind of tying back to previous live streams in the series that we're doing. So, uh, true, but not preaching in a Gnostic uh, context. So there is nothing wrong with Gnosticism. Let me just tell you that right now. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Gnosticism or Christianity or Judaism or Catholicism or any of that, guys. And that's what I want to talk about today. All of those things are names for the tool or the form or the delivery of knowledge that we're receiving. And what I'm going to share today um, will change. So that is a form of Gnostics, by the way. I actually consider myself to be a Gnostic, just so you know. Um, or I certainly lean towards Gnostic texts. However, nothing I have read and nothing that I believe says that Lucifer is the true God. So um, I don't know where that has come from. I have looked and I cannot find that. I can't verify that. Apparently there are some sects of Gnostics that are that are totally different from like what we see in Gospel of Thomas or what we see in Enoch uh, that believe you know that so what I'm talking about in Enoch is in Genesis by the way so uh, everything I'm sharing from Enoch is all what Genesis uh, there are lines of it in Genesis and so uh, we just hear more about it in Enoch uh, it's still a part of the church of Ethiopia it's still in their Bible so again I'm I'm just teaching the I'm teaching the knowledge sharing the knowledge rather uh, teaching it is is probably a really strong word um, just sharing the knowledge because I find it fascinating. But what I did find today about wisdom, I think, is super, super important to understanding. Um, never answered God's sovereign. I don't, I don't know what that means. I've had several people ask me that. Is God sovereign? I guess I don't even know what sovereign means. You guys are way smarter than I am when it comes to this stuff. So uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I don't have a degree or anything in this. I just kind of go through it and share my thoughts and experience and then get feedback on it. So that's really all I'm doing here. Um, so let's see. Enoch from Dead Sea Scrolls was carbon dated 200 BC and has Masonic uh, prophecy. Uh, I believe that too. I believe Enoch to be truth. I believe Gospel of Thomas to be truth. Um, I believe Gilgamesh to be truth most likely. I think we have uh, vastly underestimated our histories uh, and our mythologies. I think some crazy weird stuff has happened in the past. And the only way that we can understand our future is to look to the past and go, hey, what if? And I did this a while ago, guys. What if this is all true? What if the stuff in Hindi text is true? What if the stuff in the Bible is true? What if the stuff in Jewish text is true? What if, um, you know, again, what if? Because it all kind of backs itself up. And everything I've read, I've read to date, and I have, certainly haven't read everything out there. But you see the same stories just happening over and over. It's all just different names. I think God is something that we cannot even comprehend. And we try to put a name and a face to him all the time. They did it in all the stories in the Bible. Uh, we try to do it now. Um, and so we definitely, uh, well, of course it's true. The sons of God, uh, break the dominion, 70 angels that wanted to rule earth. Uh, definitely. So I heard they took down Enoch because, uh, it's not God's words. 
So, you know, we have a canonization of the Bible, which was a group of men that got together and said, hey, this is what we want in the Bible. We have this other stuff. We hold it as truth, but we are going to uh, create a text that is easier to follow. And so that's really what the canonization is of the Bible we have today. It doesn't mean it's, again, I'm not saying there's anything nefarious that they left it out for a certain reason. I'm just saying they picked what they thought was sufficient for salvation. And they claimed the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Whether they had it or not, I can't say that. Do I believe God always gets his word to his people? Absolutely. Do I believe the Bible we have on our shelves now is sufficient for salvation? Absolutely. But for people like me, that wasn't enough. I've been saved for many, 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 many years. Um, And then I finally woke up and went, okay, I know there's more. God, you're telling me there's more. Where do I look? And he basically told me, look under every rock because you will find me under every rock. And so that's where I started looking. I started looking at these other texts. And my mind is just now blown at these mythologies and histories uh, and stories and tales. And they all stem from the same types of storylines. And I even shared earlier today the name of the Watchers, the 20 of 10. So it's 20 different leaders of the fallen angels. Uh, were over 10 each, and so there were 200 in total, and that they all sound super similar to different gods and different cultures. Um, and it just, you can go pause the video I posted this afternoon. Um, it's just mind-blowing because they just sound like gods that we have in other cultures. And so it makes me think, like, these watchers came down, they created their own civilizations, Uh, They taught war to man. They taught, you know, all of these heavenly knowledges, magic and sorcery and um, divination by different things that are not directly through Yahweh because he wants to be our source. And I talk about source a lot, uh, to go to source, go to that truth in yourself. And I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit. And a lot of you guys on here may not like what I'm saying, but I encourage you to, to, to think on it. Like, to ask yourself these questions over and over. Why do I believe what I believe? Is what I believe all truth? Are there other truths that can be added or stacked to my truth? Is who I think I am the true who I am? Is who I think God is the truth about who God is? Have I experienced all of these things that I believe? And so that's where I started, and it shook my life completely. Um, I've moved out of the house I lived in. I lived in a beautiful house in the country. Um, I've stepped down from my position working for my church, um, and I do this full-time now. And so um, it was a strong enough conviction, and God led me through a series of events where I could not say no to doing this full-time. I'm certainly not saying I know everything. I'm certainly not saying I'm right. I'm just here to present the information. And I had these thoughts today. I woke up with this, uh, what I believe is inspired uh, thoughts about knowledge of good and evil and wisdom and true identity and true source. And I wanted to talk about that today. So 
Uh, it's based on the Gnostics uh, by the occult uh, from the Emerald Book in the Sumerian Bible. Sumerian texts are super, super interesting and super important. Read them against what we have in the Bible, and you will find more parallels than you're comfortable with. Uh, hello again, Cindy. Thank you for being here. I don't know everything, but they say Lucifer and Jesus are the same due to morning stars. So here's what's crazy, crazy tomahawk. I hope that's. I hope I'm saying your name, tomahawk, uh, correct. I had that thought, like a, it was a God-given thought, where I saw that that Yeshua is the morning star and Lucifer is the morning star, and Yeshua is saying, "Oh, woe to you! How far you have fallen, the bright and morning star." Once you were glorified, now you have fallen to earth. And, but Yeshua is the morning star too. So we learn in Book of Enoch, and we also know from Genesis, God says, let us create man in our own image. He has a heavenly host. He has other sons, other angelic beings around. Why would he only have one son? Begotten means favored and set apart, not only. It says only favored and set apart son, not only only son. That's something the church has, has sold us. We have a bill of goods that we've been sold by religion. And I don't even like using that word because I don't believe in it at all. But we have a bill of goods we've been sold by that. And, and one of those things is this, the oversimplification of some of these concepts. When they might make us uncomfortable, what if there are heavenly legions? What if God has a whole multitude of a heavenly family? Uh, what if two of them are twin brothers and one fell to earth to bring light in his way and one told Yahweh and said, hey, I will bring light back to your people in your way. Uh, and that's where I believe uh, that there is a very good chance that Yeshua and Lucifer could be brothers. There's no reason they couldn't be. There's no heresy in that. There's no uh, lack in my salvation for going, well, what if? And so what you're saying there, Tomahawk, is very interesting because um, I have had that thought completely independently um, from reading that anywhere, from learning that. Uh, it was just something that as I was reading through the Bible, I went, wait a minute, like this is like what if, you know. Um, so, and, and Tomahawk, you say I'm wrong, and that's perfectly fine. Maybe I am, and, and you may be right, you may be way more educated on this and way more uh, connected to God than I am. So I'm not saying that. I'm just sharing, you know, the thoughts that I've had. But So thank you for your input. Um, there's more than one morning star. They are not the same. There's the brightest that's Yeshua. I do absolutely agree with that. Uh, and Yeshua is my way and my path, by the way. I don't consider myself a traditional Christian because of uh, what the church has made that. I consider myself a follower of the way. Uh, Yeshua is my Messiah. Uh, Christ's consciousness is in me. He died so that my blood could be repaired with his. My DNA could be repaired. Light could be in my body, in my temple again. Uh, again, we see all of that. Guys, it's all mystical. It's all symbolic. These things really happened, I believe, so that we could symbolically and spiritually understand it. We have a tangible connection to be able to understand the spiritual concepts as above so below we see shadows of everything uh, in the kingdom here on earth that's just that's how i see it so agree with me disagree with me we're all one tribe and i love you guys so uh that is heretical 
Um, so I get told that a lot. Thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, the Euphrates is drying up. Absolutely. And Tomahawk, explain to me why it is heretical. Explain to me what your definition of that is. And then ask yourself, why do I believe that? Why do I believe that's heresy? By whose definition? By whose authority? Because there is no heresy in the man that seeks true salvation, true righteousness, and truth pure unadulterated truth and that's why i can ask these questions and i don't have to be uncomfortable about having the thoughts asking the questions because god loves us god wants to share with his kids and there's a reason that knowledge was bad for us without wisdom that's what i'm going to get into today uh we've had a lot of conversation going on so light and darkness cannot exist uh without one another wherever there is light cast a shadow will absolutely uh, why did some people believe uh, in that we are gods? So Christ said in the Bible, or Yeshua said um, one line where he said, um, doesn't your text say, but ye are gods? And so he was referring to the Jewish custom and the Jewish belief uh, that we are gods. Um, and so he wasn't saying we are, or he was, you know, he spoke in such code all the time. He, he spoke in these parables and these questions again and, and I try to do the same thing on my live streams because I would rather do this in his vein than in the vein of a pastor or the vein of a teacher or a spiritual guru or anything like that that's not what I consider myself I'm just here uh, to to be a mentor and share my experience and hopefully because a mentor should lead you into your own experience and that's what I try to do so um, from Catholicism, absolutely, and I and I understand more about Catholicism than you probably know because um, my dad grew up Catholic, my grandma's Catholic, my wife is Catholic, uh, my in-laws are Catholic. Like I know a lot about uh, Catholicism. So, uh, Catholics also change the Second Commandment. Again, I'm not here saying anyone's been nefarious. I I try to put that out and go. Okay, if no one was ever nefarious, we know that's not true, but if no one was ever nefarious and we just have translations that have just changed it just, just a little bit, then we know that we have original texts that look completely different than the modern texts we have. So already, it's just like the thing, if you ever played that game where you would whisper in someone's ear and it would go around the circle and uh, the original thing you said was, I like cheese, and by the end it said... Um, you know, go to the store and get some bread, please. You know, it, it's like a totally different thing. Um, and so how might have scripture been um, shared throughout history? And then by the time it was written down, um, had a meaning that was, I don't want to say altered, but maybe a different point of view than what it was originally uttered as. And again, I'm not saying that God can't preserve his word. Because I believe he does. But I believe... Sorry. I'll get a drink while I go So he absolutely can preserve his word. Um, but again, we know... I can pick up the Bible on my shelf and you can pick up the Bible on your shelf. We'll both read the same passage. Both of which will mean two different things. Now... Where are you? I am in Amarillo, Texas. I live on the edge of town, and there's a train uh, track that runs right by my house out here, so um, it gets loud sometimes. So, Strives12, what's up, brother? How are you doing? 
uh, nephew here on the live. So, uh, so anyway, I'm going to get into the text. What's up from San Antonio? Hey, how's it going? Um, San Antonio is probably a bit hotter than it is here. Um, it's about a hundred here right now. So, you know, not too bad. Um, so let's see, I want to share, first off, I'm going to share the definition of knowledge so knowledge is facts, information, and skills acquired through experience or practical understanding of a subject. Okay, so let me look at wisdom here because this is important to what we're about to read. Wisdom is the quality of having experience, then knowledge and good judgment, the quality of being wise. So I believe the tree of knowledge of good and evil why did it cause man to fall? Why in Genesis do we talk about... Um, hello, why do you think the book of Enoch was not put in the Bible? We were just talking about that, Mary. Uh, God bless you, Mary. Thank you for being here. Uh, wisdom is the application of knowledge. Absolutely. And that is why... Uh, but I think we first have to have, have wisdom. Wisdom comes from the Lord. Um, because if we're just given all this heavenly knowledge, what do we do with it? We self-destruct, and we've seen that over and over and over. And that's what the Book of the Watchers is about. That's what Enoch is about, as we're talking about, is they gave this heavenly knowledge to their earthly wives, these fallen angels, and it just started to destroy the hearts of men and corrupt the hearts of men. So without wisdom, knowledge corrupts. Pure knowledge corrupts. And what do we have now, guys? We can get on the wisdom God or the, the knowledge God today, Google, and learn anything we want. We can have debates on here. I mean, you guys are smarter than I am with a lot of this stuff because you got Google. You're sitting on the computer Googling something, and I'm just here talking. I try to speak from wisdom, which is experiential. Um, I do have to share knowledge to do that, but I try to speak from wisdom, which means that I've experienced what I'm talking about. That is an experienced truth for me. It uh, doesn't mean I'm right, but I've experienced it until I experience it to be false. I'm going to continue to share it as my truth. And I'm not big on this, you know, what is your truth type thing. But I'm saying for you, Hebrews 11, talking about faith is the, th is, um, faith is the proof of things hoped for. But I read Hebrews 11, and it says that faith is the reality of things that you hope for. And for me, it's having it already. I have to have it. I have everything I need. I have abundance of the kingdom. I have Hebrews 11. I have faith. Faith is the reality. I have the reality of what I hope for because God says I do, because I'm his imager on this earth, and I have the resources of heaven, and I put my resources back into the storehouse of the Lord. It says, put in my storehouses your treasures, and see if I do not open the gates of heaven and pour out blessings upon you. Test the Lord. So anyway, that's, that's my experience of that, and that's why I want to share this, because knowledge... We debate knowledge all day long. The wise man sits with friends and soaks up and philosophizes and has deeper conversations about what-if meanings and seeks under every rock for knowledge and truth and wisdom. We don't just look to download a bunch of knowledge or go to a class or a course and hope that we know it all. 
because by doing that we are at the will and the subjugation of the person teaching that in this case the watchers the fallen angels that taught and then we see the same mirror image in Genesis in the garden where they chose knowledge but that was knowledge not wisdom and what did it do it separated them from God because they knew things but they didn't experience them through source that's what I talk about on these so uh, do you believe in the reptilians that are here on earth um, I've seen a lot of stuff about that I gosh that's so annoying I was watching um, let me get a drink sorry guys I am working on my studio by the way um, getting it set up where you won't hear that um, I've got I'm trying to get it where if I live stream in there, I can talk with you guys, but also live stream to Facebook and everything. So it's taking me a little bit to set up the whole pipeline and everything. And until then, it's nice on the porch. I enjoy sitting out here and having these conversations. So sounds of progress. That's what's up, man. Uh, Hoddle Crypto, what's up, man? How you doing? Hippie Dream, is there a specific book of Enoch I should get? Uh, Hippie Dream, you could get whatever book of Enoch you want. There are different like translations, just like we have the Bible now. I like the books of Enoch. Um, I do have it on my shop. If you want to support my channel, my content, I greatly appreciate it. I make a little bit of a cut off of that. Um, and it has a bunch of different books in it uh, that are attributed to those texts of Enoch. It has Book of the Watchers. It has... Um, the prophecy of Enoch, it has the travel of Enoch, it has like all of those things in it. So it's more complete, and I like that one because you can get like just the shorter one, but this one kind of has like all of them put in more of an order that's easier to understand. And I really like it. It is in my the link in my bio um, under the Book of Enoch study kit. There's also the study guide for it by Dr. Michael Heiser which I highly recommend anyone get with the book. Again, whether you buy it through my shop or not, if you do, I really appreciate it. But I really like um, Reversing Herman by Dr. Michael Heiser. I consider it the study guide. It's how I learned it. He is a biblical theologian. He is incredible. He's a very godly man, I believe. And he really looks at this from a point of view of um, Enoch is held in really high esteem by a lot of people, and it just wasn't in the Bible because of the canonization which we can't do anything about now, but God's people are waking up, and a lot of us are talking about this, and there's a reason, and there's a reason it's important to the world now. There's a reason the fall of man is important to the world now. We have the fruit now, and it's on Google. You can know anything you want. You can go to higher education online. You can get any degree you want in, like, you know, 90 days for 100 bucks. it seems like. I mean, I don't know for sure, but... Uh, but really, like, we have so much access to this fruit. It is unbelievable. And, and there's no doubt that uh, the reptilian, the serpent, brought it. Um, so do I believe in, in those type of extra-dimensional beings? Absolutely. Do I believe that they walk among us? Absolutely. Do I believe that uh, we live in a weirder world than we want to think? Absolutely. And as the train comes by, let me... Um, uh, are the fallen angels demons? So the fallen angels are not demons. However, they had children. According to the book of Enoch, they had children with the daughters of men who were the Nephilim. And during the flood, if you guys can hear me, during the flood that God sent, he spared Noah. 
during the flood, um, when the Nephilim died off, or a lot of them died off, their spirits had nowhere to go because they were uh, unauthorized essentially to enter the heavens or unauthorized to enter the pit. God put some of the fallen angels in the pit, uh, which is a lot of where we get the modern concept of hell. Where we get the modern concept of hell is actually from Dante's Inferno. It's not from a Bible. Um, so anyway, uh, not to get into all that too much, but um, so demons by definition, according to the book of Enoch, are the, um, if you can hear me, are the, uh, the spirits of the Nephilim that God wiped out in the flood. And that's why they torture men, because they still have the spirit of their fathers, which are the, uh, yeah, don't mind the choo-choo. Uh, get into it too much, sir. Yeah, I know. I get into this really deep, guys. So, love your channel, Jules says. Thank you. Uh, definitely get mixed opinions on my channel, but I definitely I feel moved to share this stuff. Again, I don't share it as gospel truth. Uh, the only gospel truth you can know is in you, and the only gospel truth I can know is in me. That's why I believe Christ is in us. We are imagers of God. We are manifestors of the kingdom. And that's why when I want to know if something's true, I ask source, I ask God to show me to discern all truth. And he does. And I do. And so, but I still don't want to present it to you as all truth because if you don't ask source, God, the field, whatever you consider it, if you don't ask that for truth, then how can you know? Because then you're just taking my word for it. And how many people have we taken their words for it? So, uh, don't be mixed people. Uh, need to know as well. I believe a lot along the way you do. Uh, don't quite understand that comment, but um, I think everyone needs to know this. Like That's why I don't, I don't come at this from a certain religious point of view. I just come at it as like a world history world mythology spirituality um i am a follower of yeshua in the way but the spirits of the giants are demons yes exactly that's what the nephilim are the the giants are the men of old or renown a lot of people believe that's where we get the uh hercules myth from so uh, i'm reading the book of enoch now uh trick tricy uh, thank you i'm glad you are and uh welcome to the study we're doing a huge multi-part study on my channel um i'm posting it on facebook youtube instagram everywhere um and then you guys here let me hold the microphone uh you guys can uh watch those anywhere you want just kind of join along uh i'm doing them in one minute episodes literally so like if you guys only want to do one or two a day you don't have to listen to a 20 30 minute podcast you guys um i used to uh, watch a lot of this on gaia yeah i love gaia not everything on gaia but some of it is really really good i had gaia for a while and just kind of binged it to really open my mind up and just kind of strip away a lot of my uh, original precepts of what was true and just get a lot of this stuff in me and then start sorting it out and let god show me truth um so i don't like I said, some of it's just like super, super weird, and it was eye-opening that people believe that. But uh, I felt like uh, Marion Hayes, Internet, yeah, uh, Maria Reyes, uh, Internet. Yes, the Internet is knowledge, right? Doesn't that look like the Internet right here? I mean, come on. 
that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Good day, good sir. Uh, Eric Free, what's up, brother? How you doing? Uh, hope you're having a beautiful day. Hope the books are being good to you. Hope God's being good to you. So God bless today. But yeah, we're talking about this, the almighty Google or the Yahoo or whatever we have in the future. Uh, the knowledge, the knowledge. Now, I do love knowledge, guys. Don't get me wrong. But knowledge without wisdom leads to the destruction of man. We see that in the Bible. We see it in other texts. We just see it in the world around us. How many of us know someone who has a lot of knowledge and no common sense, no wisdom? Those are like the, oh, I've got some of them in my family. And you just watch what that knowledge does to someone. Do you know anything about the keys of Enoch? We will be getting into that. I have not gotten to that fully, um, but that's something I will make sure is on this series. So thank you for asking. I wish I could give you more. Again, I don't have that knowledge, but I will look into that knowledge and I will look for discernment and I will look for wisdom and I will ask God, I will ask source for that uh, because I believe he wants to give it to us. And I think that's the biggest problem with the watchers, what the knowledge they brought wasn't inherently bad, but it corrupted men and it destroyed us and it, and it, it caused the creation that God loved to fall. And we see that today. It's the same story over and over and over and over. Amen. Uh, Iraq says, so any ideas where I can get a copy of book of Enoch? Uh, so it, it's, it's what it is. Uh, it is what it is says you. Uh, so yeah, you can get book of Enoch. If you, if you want to support this channel, you can get it on my website. Uh, we just reorganized that. Um, it's, it's like a link tree type thing now. I mean, I built it on a different platform, but, um, it goes right to my Amazon. I have the books of Enoch, which is several of them kind of in one, uh, amalgamation, which I really like just having a bunch of them. It has like the book of the watchers, the prophecy of Enoch. It has the creation, uh, all of that in it. And so that's what I'm teaching from actually everything I've been showing on the screen on the words, not the pictures. These are just Google pictures, but the words that I've been sharing, uh, that we're about to read more of. Uh, are from that book on um, on my Amazon. So, but yeah, it's on my website. It's under Book of Enoch Study Kit, and also the study guide by Dr. Michael Heiser called Reversing Herman is there, which gives a Christian theology perspective of why Christ did what he did, and that it had to do with the Jewish beliefs about Mount Hermon and what Christ himself would have been preaching about Mount Hermon and about what the watchers did and why he reversed it on the cross. It wasn't just to return the fall of man from the garden of Eden. It was actually to reverse what these other heavenly hosts, these other angels, these other sons of God did to humanity. We talked yesterday. A lot of us have been to churches where they talk about, humanity the way God spoke about the watchers in Enoch and a lot of people use that type of language to say we're horrible we're sinful we've fallen blah 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 when uh yeah we took the bait we took the knowledge and we didn't continue to seek God and seek knowledge uh but we had things done to us um if you believe in Enochian theology which is adding the book of Enoch to the Bible we have the church in Ethiopia does they still have it, um, and a lot of scholars believe that it is 
definitely worthy of sitting in the Bible. So uh, let's see. I want to go to Saudi Arabia. A lot of history in the Bible took place. Oh, dude, yes. I would love to as well. So uh, not enough apologetics in the church these days. Uh, nice. Thank you, uh, Eric. Um, anyway, I just I like looking at context. Like, why do I believe what I believe? Don't believe it because some guy up at a pulpit says it. Don't believe it because the church says it. Don't believe it because uh, the internet says it. Don't believe it because I say it. Believe it because you find it true in you because ultimate truth is in you. If God is in us, if we are imagers of him, if Christ is in us, then we can discern truth. It doesn't mean that we do it on the first try, by the way. It means that we're hungry enough to continue to look, to continue to seek and test and use what God gave us to discern all truth. So apparently that part of the Red Sea is very shallow. Uh, one week after I left Egypt, they found the Pharaoh's chariots and skeletons. In Red- Dude, that's awesome, man. That is awesome. I love that stuff. And the flies are getting bad out here. I'm about to have to run. I have a dinner um, appointment. I have to go cook dinner for my in-laws. So I may live stream some more tonight, though. Um, and, and I never even got to read the scripture today, but I did get the thought out about knowledge without wisdom leads to ultimately our destruction and our fall. So in our own lives, next time you go looking for knowledge on something, make sure you have wisdom around it and see if you experience it to be true. Just because we believe this way for so long doesn't mean we need to keep believing that way. That's why God matures people. That's why he wants to connect us to the vine of truth. That's why I believe Christ did what he did so that we can be reconnected to truth. His blood repaired ours. His DNA repaired our DNA. Christ consciousness is in all of us because we, tr- we connect directly to the throne of God if we seek it through the way. And I love you guys. Uh, I believe Yeshua is the way. Test all truth in you and find what you find to be true, to be true. So anyway, I hope you guys have a beautiful, uh, beautiful afternoon. Uh, I missed a lot of um, a lot of comments on here. Sorry, we had a lot of comments today. But before the next train comes, I love you guys. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Hoddle Crypto. Thank you, Tomahawk. Uh, thank you, uh, Rick Toby. Thank you... It is what it is. Thank you, uh, user. Thank you. We had a bunch of other people up here. Oh, who else was on? Thank you, Hippie Dream. Thank you. There was one other person. Thank you, Jules. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you, uh, Maria, uh, Maria Reyes, YouTube. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, God bless you. Have a beautiful, beautiful evening. And uh, thanks for being a part of this study. And thank you for supporting us uh, over on the website, too, cupcooker.me. I've got all the links to this study over there as well as some other studies that I kind of do simultaneously and that we'll get into next here on the channel. Um, I also have the UFO drums I play, the tie-dye kits I use, lots of stuff to support this channel, including uh, Patreon if you guys want to support me on that. We've had several people step forward and say, hey, your content is important. Let's keep it coming. And so I greatly appreciate every penny that you guys uh, help support this with. So thank you. I love you all. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Peace.